The point of all this is the divide grows. This matters because when the U.S. breaks apart soon and with all the violence and the upheaval that will come with that, you need to be prepared. That means understanding how serious this divide is, which is what this episode is all about. When disaster strikes, will you be prepared? This is Prepping 2.0 with authors and prepping experts, Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Online at prepping2-0.com. Get ready. Prepping 2.0 coming in three, two, one. Welcome, everyone. This is Shelby Gallagher over here at Prepping 2.0, joined by my partner in life and co-host on the show, Glenn Tate. Well, hello, everybody. Hey, this episode is called The Growing Divide Among Red and Blue States, Facts, Figures, and Our Experiences. The point of all this is the divide grows. This matters because when the U.S. breaks apart soon and with all the violence and the upheaval that will come with that, you need to be prepared. That means understanding how serious this divide is, which is what this episode is all about. But before we get to that, Shelby, tell folks about the Top 100. It's time for this week's installment of the Top 100 Things That Go the Quickest in a Crisis based on the experience of Bosnian survivors. You can find this list at our homepage, 2-0.com. This week, number 15 is grain grinders. Gee, would any grain grinder do anything? No. Maybe the cheapest one on Amazon? Well, why might that be? Because uh, they cheap out and they fall apart pretty quickly. Yeah. That's not just us trying to be all fancy and stuff. No, really, they do. You need something that can stand the test of time. Um, we're looking at getting one here soon. And uh, the, what are your it's thoughts? Called, it's called, I, yeah, it's Country Living, I believe. Country Living has, Country the, Living has the, about a $400 grain grinder. And you're saying, geez, that's a lot of money. Yes. the I know this from friends having this experience. The $89 Amazon ones um, uh, don't work that well. They don't, don't work last. that long. They don't last. Uh, if you're going to get a grain grinder, have a plan or simultaneously get a bunch of whole grains to grind. It doesn't do you much good in the abstract. I mean, the idea that you're going to just stumble into a bunch of grains, so you better have a grain grinder is not a good plan, in my opinion. There are all kinds of ways to get it. The best and easiest way is probably... The LDS canneries, storehouses, they're also called. If uh, There should be some in your area, especially if you're in the West. They're, they're everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one kind of near us. And we plan on getting some whole grains in moderate quantities. One of the things to worry about when it comes to this is if you go and you get um, a bunch of 55-gallon barrels of grain, they weigh hundreds of pounds. And you need to think, how am I going to move it? How am I going to store it? So we think a pretty reasonable middle ground is... The LDS canneries with moderate amounts of grain, a good grain grinder, and then you've got very inexpensive, very long lasting, because the wheat, the wheat before it's crushed lasts a really long time. You know the thing about they they, they go and they get stuff from tombs out of Egypt from two thousand years ago. Grains. And they still, the ground. Yeah, boom. Still good. So there's a whole system involved here, too. It's not just the grain grinder. So, And I want to just add to what um, Glenn said. By the way, we're in the process of moving. We don't want to start a whole new system, but we recognize the need for a system, and we recognize that things are going to get scarce. So we're looking at getting a grain grinder. We talked about this. Getting some small amounts of the grain that you just talked about. But also, too, think about this. Depending on where you're at in this country, <laughs> you can go to a local farmer provider and, and get... Grain co-op. A grain co-op and get a barrel of grain. And when we say cheap, yeah, pennies cheap. Like you're doing them a favor because otherwise they got to sweep it out onto the curb and let the crows eat it or whatever. Well, no, I mean, well they know it just goes to waste because not this is grain that keeps if you keep it you know temperature controlled and keep it in a reasonable place will keep forever. So it's a great way to prep. So yeah, I encourage you to think about that. And if you're like us and you're kind of in process, we're gonna get one of these and we're gonna figure out. In other words, we're still prepping as we're doing this. Yeah, and we're learning too. And what yeah. we'll do is after we learn a little bit about it, we will do a. BBS. It might be a year from now, just so you know, a mm-hmm. video bonus show, and that's for Patreons at the $5 and up level, by the way. They are uh, they get access to the VBSs. Got some great VBSs that we've recorded, and I'll let uh, folks go and look at those to see them. So, yeah, we'll, we'll make it a yeah. learning experience. Make a loaf of bread you know? and see what happens. Make a loaf of bread. Exactly. Well, we have four quick announcements, and I'll go ahead and, and get them out of the way, if you don't mind, Shelby. Yeah, the first one it. is the Panhandle Preparedness Expo. August 2nd and 3rd, 2021 in Sandpoint, Idaho. Please come. We're going to be there. It's a good time. 
A lot of good stuff to learn. The second announcement, redstate-realtors.com, is taken off like crazy. As the as the name of the website implies, it's a way to find a realtor in a red state. So if you're in a blue state and thinking about moving to a red state, you can find a cool realtor who's one of us, right? These are not just like open the phone book kind of people. Uh, third announcement, Pam Radio still exists, is still a thing. A lot of you, like a couple thousand of you, have availed yourself of the information in these electronic flashcards that just make it so simple to learn ham radio none of the goofy stuff pam p-a-m dash radio.com and finally and shelby chime in on this one for sure because you're you're half of this effort the show will go on as we are moving to montana it is currently late may 2021 we are in the process as our canadian friends say of moving to Montana, which will be completed in the late summer. It is a huge undertaking, an enormous undertaking, but the show is going to go on. And so Shelby, how are we going to make sure that that our listeners continue to have fresh shows, even if we've got our studio packed up and uh, sitting in Montana and unpacked and without the wires connected? Well, we're going to... uh and we've done this before. We're going to try to pre-record shows more than we normally do, and we're going to possibly uh, do some reruns, right? Of good shows that are very timely. limited. Yes, reruns. That's, that's rebroadcasts, I believe. And and what's cool about that is we get to rebroadcast from a huge library. Yes. Of shows, and we will make sure that they are pertinent to the time. That's one thing that we kind of struggle with, if I can admit that. Yeah. Keeping things timely has things are constantly changing. Yeah, because if we pre-record something and we air it two or three weeks later, in the two or three weeks, a lot has changed, especially in the times we're in with the quickening of the divide being what it is. And this show is a good example of that, and you'll see that as we go on. So let me just um, keep going here. We couldn't do this show, honestly, Glenn, without our sponsors, and we are 100%. so appreciative of them. want to do a quick mention to Katie Armour. Great folks over there. Katie stands for Come and Take It. They specialize in steel body plates for the average Joe citizen, not just military and law enforcement. Encourage you to consider getting these as especially with the uptick in violence and especially with the steel shortage and especially inflation. with the, and inflation and the current uh, administration who Communist. might ban them. So go to our website. You can check it out there um, at prepping2-0.com. Click over to friends and affiliates. Use the coupon code grants. And you get 10% off. Another cool one is Jared Savick, one yeah. of our awesome, great realtors. We had him on our show talking about relocating and how it's really important to have a good realtor. He and his Who understands relocation is not just like oh you want to live in a subdivision well here's the right. school district it's like no water wells here's how he's the neighbors are he's 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 one of us he and his wife he and his wife are great preppers in the Kalispell Montana area but don't let that deter you they can help you with something in town out of town or way out of town I encourage you to go check them out at seize the day montana.com that seize the day mt com. and when you send that email to them tell them that Glenn and Shelby sent you Well, we're going to set the stage here for our show, and we're going to set the stage based on some anecdotal experiences Shelby and I have had in the past 48 hours because it sets the table. And let me even take one step back. With being in process, as you say, Mm -hmm. of moving, we step back and forth very quickly within about a few hour period between a deep blue state and a deep red state. Washington and, and Montana. It's, and it's a mind. Oh, my goodness. It's it's weird how it messes with your mind in just a few hours where you can walk into a grocery store and shake someone's hand and give them a hug. And then a few hours later, you have to stand on an X with a mask on. And the person behind the counter is behind plexiglass with rubber gloves. And it's crazy. And it, you know what's crazy? Theoretically, it's the same country. But that's our point today. Oh, my Theoretically, goodness. Theoretically. I mean, like, yeah, they, we have zip codes and we have interstate highways and there's one flag. But when you get down to it, there's two countries. So we're going to mention three anecdotal things that happened to us within the past 48 hours. The first one was we go into the Montana Department of Motor Vehicles office and it, we're getting our new licenses and because stuff. Because that's important. Because I can't wait <laughs> to have a Montana driver's license like I currently do. And especially license plates. And license plates. So we're in this office and they have, and this is up on Glenn's, my Facebook page. I highly recommend it because it's very visual. You got to see this to really appreciate it. 
and it's a map of the United States up in the office, and it says um, out-of-state relocations, and they have a push pin for every place that somebody has come from, from some other state, to get their Montana license here only, in this teeny little town. And it's only in the last few weeks. Yeah. It's well, last for, couple years. No, it's only in the last few. If you nope. Okay, my it bad. Says, it said May 2018, so okay, it's three years, but still. And so you got all these push pins, and it's very, very illustrative. It's very graphic, if you will. It shows you where all the people are coming from. There's little pins here and there from other states. There's a few little pins from Chicago, a few little pins from New York. Shelby, describe the blob, the mass, the too many pins. They don't even fit on the map. It's a hive of pins. Hive. Hive. I mean, think swarming pins over the state of Washington, a hive of pins over the western two-thirds of Oregon, Mm -hmm. which I find incredibly interesting, and I'll tell you why in a moment, and then the entire state of California is Mm -hmm. a hive, and then the central part of Arizona, Mm -hmm. Maricopa County, Mm -hmm. is a hive. I mean, like, if they could stab pin on top of pin, I think the person doing this pins would have done that. What I think is interesting with the Eastern Oregon thing is those are the five counties in Eastern Oregon in recent months that are trying to secede and join Idaho. Mm -hmm. So I think that's interesting that if you live there, your hope is probably more into joining Idaho than to move us. But anyway, so that's just an interesting little tidbit in there. And here's the thing. I bet if we went to the West East Coast, oh, my goodness, I've been too many places. And we were to go into a DMV, I don't know, in West Virginia. And they had a map up that up on the wall. We would see hives around New York, Mm -hmm. New Jersey. Uh, What else? Uh, New England in general. Yeah, in general. Chicago, all the lib places coming to a relatively conservative place on the East Coast like West Virginia. And if you had this same map in a Florida DMV thing, you would see a hive of pins from New York and Chicago. And you guys get the picture. Michigan. It's it's something I highly recommend. In fact, uh, we're going to do I'm going to do a VBS on this in a few days and it's going to have the the map up and you can see what we're talking about. The point is, it's crystal clear from the push pin map that enormous quantities of people like Shelby and I are coming from the left coast states to Montana and then and there are a few other blue states and blue cities and counties people are flocking to Montana in which tells you that this is a big trend and a We're big not the only ones and a by, divide. by a long shot. So we have much of this show is going to be like this, just so you know. We're going to be chatting and a lot of anecdotal. And we want to share these experiences with you so that you know, listener, you're not alone in your feelings and your thoughts and, and when you think about what you're seeing in the landscape ahead. Yeah, and, and there will be some anecdotal stuff. As I say, we're setting the stage for that with the anecdotal stuff. And then Shelby, who's like a real researcher, I mean, she... She has a blog. I mean, she's a contributor to Victory Girls. And so you don't write for Victory Girls blog and just say, here are my feelings. You like have links to all kinds of facts and figures and studies. Don't worry, we won't bore you. But we're going to have some hard information coming up. And the reason for the hard information, first of all, it's fascinating. Second of all, you need to know it because it shows you that this divide is real and that it's accelerating and that when there's a breaking apart of this country, you won't be surprised. But here's the other thing. You listener right now are probably well aware of this phenomenon we're talking about and but maybe your friends aren't maybe your family isn't and this is going to be one of those water cooler shows as i call it where you're going to get so much information you can go back to your office or your shop or wherever you work your farm maybe they don't have water coolers on farms but you can go and you can talk to people and say did you know (laughs) and and all of that so we're going to do that so two more anecdotal things that happened in the last 48 hours Shelby, why don't you tell folks about our our good friend AJ? We love AJ. So one of the never met him, never met him. We want to, yeah. So now what? Someone's going to put that together. <laughs> uh, so one of the the paths that we take as we go back and forth between communism and freedom <laughs> is um, Highway ninety. It's an east to west. Uh, highway that goes from Washington, gosh, all the way to the Dakotas. To Chicago. To Chicago. Chicago. It's the main vein through the upper United States. And so one of the our favorite places to stop, seriously, is St. Regis, Montana. It's a little tiny town. They have two awesome things. Mm-hmm. They have great huckleberry shakes. Delicious. And the little grill there in the gas station serves, hands down, the best gluten-free hamburger 
And Glenn Tate, the first hamber- time he got that hamburger, he almost he said, "I need to send this back. This isn't a really this is this not is good. not a gluten free bun. This couldn't possibly it be a gluten free bun because it doesn't taste like sand." And it does right. And it was indeed and they they do it right. But this isn't the re- the restaurant review right, show. Say, I, right, it's not. But St. Regis is a great place to yes. stop. And as we're pulling in this last time, it's graduation season, and on the the light post through the main street of downtown are <laughs> little banners. I would say 24 by 24 size banners of all the graduates from mm-hmm. uh, St. Regis. And you see this all over the country. Yeah. They're like pics like, hey, congratulations, Aaron or Jessica. And it's got their or senior Susie, photo right. or something. And what's cool about small towns compared to big cities is that it's everyone knows these kids. Mm-hmm. So right there in front of the gas station is AJ. His picture's up there. He's got a baseball cap on. He's got No, he's got a cowboy hat. Got a cowboy hat. He's got sunglasses, I yep. believe. And he's got a shotgun around his neck. Mm-hmm. Like a broke barrel. And he like is not barrel, smiling. Like and I'm like, truck. this is his senior like picture. Like he's senior. And he's, he's staring. By the way, if you are fans of the the amazing, amazing TV show Yellowstone, you will know there's a character named Rip. And this guy, AJ, looks like Rip's kid. I mean, yeah. the black cowboy hat, the sunglasses. And the glare. The glare and the gun. Yeah. Um, and so we were blown away because... Well, you didn't notice it at first. I didn't and you went out first. And I said, you need to go look at that. And you went out and looked at it. We were blown away for what... Re- I'm going to see what your reasons are, and I'm going to tell you what my reasons are. Because in the blue states where we're from and used to, I can't even put into words how prohibited it would be. A school board would lose their mind in Portland, Oregon. a high school senior's... Happened you know, yearbook photo to have a gun in it. I mean, it would be and take Portland, Oregon, for example, it would be more kosher, more accepted, more lawful for a senior to have a senior picture with a big brick of heroin, you know, Oh, BLM uh, emblazoned across their forehead. That with would a be Sharpie. normal, but to have a senior photo with a gun. <gasps> oh. And here it is, not only in a senior picture, which is cool enough, it's, it's a, on Main Street. It's on a banner on Main Street where every single tourist coming through town is going to see it. And it's like, I was like, hey, AJ, he looks like Rip from uh, Yellowstone. Our point with all this is, is that you've got something, senior photo with a gun, that you absolutely one trillion percent would never, ever have in about half the country. No, and there would be a lawsuit. There would be first... Newspaper th- stories. Oh, my gosh. Kid would be shamed. I'll tell you what, and I'm not kidding. I am not kidding. In the blue states, if a kid had a senior photo with a shotgun... By the way, it was broke broke open, broke action. You know what I mean? So it's like not loaded. It's not... He's it almost looks like again. he's got like straddled across yeah. his shoulders. That kid would be kicked out of school. Oh, yeah. And it would be like, oh, nope. you were one month away from graduating. Well, you're not graduating. Go ahead and get a GED. No diploma for you. Seriously. No diploma. No participation in the graduation ceremony. Thanks for spending 3.75 years here. Uh, go away. You're the plague. That would definitely happen in Blues. So that's, that's our that's second. a great setting for the divide. Oh. Here you've got... AJ, and then you've got the rest of the world. Well, our third experience, and I will take the liberty of explaining this. Yes, because this, you got the angriest. I got so angry about this. So we're coming back. We're in Washington State, and it's time to take because we've been. It's a twelve-hour drive. We're taking a potty break, and I'm hungry. Now, here's the thing with me being hungry. Apparently, I've been told I get a little hangry. I don't believe it because it's not true. But apparently, when I get hungry, I'm a little difficult. Whatever. Well, he's show me. Don't talk. Okay. I'm hungry. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, you start yelling um, swear words in front of children in parking lots. Yeah, I do that. Well, and so that, that happened. Folks, that's your, when that happens, find food fast. Based on a true story that happened. So I said, oh, oh, dear. I, 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 I know this great place where we can because we have we have two trucks with trailers, so they're not exactly easy to move We're around. We're not going to park these. We're with not going to yeah park this the in charging the Prius station. Yeah, the Prius next charging to station. So we have these trailers, and um, I said, "Oh, hey, I know the perfect place." There's a there's a Carl's Jr. and for those of you not on the West Coast, it's like Hardee's, but it's like a different thing. It's really kind of I think upper they're, end. Well, hamburgers. they're the same company. I thought. yeah, they are. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So consider it fast food. I go, hey, and it's this great parking lot. It's a big parking lot. We'll be fine. And here's the thing. We had just been in Montana hours earlier. We had just come from several days in Montana. And as I say, I don't know, six hours earlier, we were in a free state and we were used to freedom. So 
I forgot that I basically was going through Checkpoint Charlie into East Germany, <laughs> and I forgot that I was entering a communist area. So we go rolling in, and I go up to the uh, Carl's Jr. Well, the door's locked. Oh, and it says... Uh, no indoor dining. Well, there's indoor dining in Montana and Idaho. And I was like, oh, okay. I was a little upset about it, but because um, I'm hungry. Well, and technically, by law, by the yeah. what the King Inslee has said, there That's is indoor dining. There is indoor dining. And then it said, but if you go through the drive-thru and if you uh, have too long of a vehicle or a trailer, call this number and we will make an order for you and bring it out to you. And I said, well, that's really cool. You did not say that. but what? Well, I said bad words. <laughs> and so I call the number. And I'm running around the parking lot at this trying time to find, to find a, place, a bathroom. Yeah, trying to find a bathroom, which is the second part of the story. So I call the number. Voice box, voicemail box is full. I'm like, really? So, okay, we'll go to the McDonald's. Go over to the McDonald's nearby. Same thing. Can't I can't go through a drive-thru because I have too long of a thing. I guess if I had a Prius, I could go through the drive-thru and I could have eaten. So Shelby has to go to the bathroom. We go to a drugstore, and of course they don't have a public restroom because in Washington State, because nobody prosecutes shoplifting anymore, people walk into drugstores in particular and just empty the shelves into a into a garbage bag and walk out. They don't run out. Well, they walk they out. they shoplift. They destroy the bathrooms. They yep. shoot up in bathrooms. Yep. They do the unspeakable things in bathrooms. So yeah, bathrooms think of San Francisco yeah. bathrooms and you've got Washington yep. State bathrooms. So, of course, there are no restrooms. So, luckily, she found another place after some difficulty and some time and some bladder straining. And so, I, so then I'm sitting there. I'm hungry. Here's the thing. I'm hungry. I have money in my pocket. And there are two restaurants I'm looking at that won't serve me because of stupid COVID rules. So apparently in America, even though there's food and you have money to buy food, you can't eat food. And let me lay this out a little bit more. So he's ranting and raving in this parking lot. This is a parking lot of a strip mall, essentially. And a nice high end strip nice, mall. This is a nice yeah, town, this is by the a way. Nice town. 25 stores, whether they be like fast food, there's a drugstore, there's a makeup store, and then there's some mom and pops. There's a gas station. This is on a weekend afternoon. Sunny Saturday Sunny, afternoon. Sunny. This should be packed. It is about a third full. Because nobody can buy anything. Nobody can buy anything. Nobody, nobody can go to the bathroom. Probably about half are open. Nobody, everyone's, and then I have a picture that I took where it's, where right on the drugstore, it said, and I got to watch our time here, um, it said, because of uh, King Ensley's mandates from That's last summer, you mu we, we have the right to not serve you unless you have a mask. So we, we have that going on too, mask mandates still Here's going on. Here's my frustration. I sat there and I looked at this, at this parking lot and I said, okay, this is America, theoretically. There are <laughs> utilities, there is flowing water and there is a septic, not a septic system. There's a sewer system. Yet, no one can go to the bathroom here. <laughs> and there is no food. A, a series of restaurants that have food. I have money. And apparently, I can't eat. So I said, here we go. We've got America, a so-called developed country. And what do we have? The inability to eat food and the inability to relieve yourself. And this is all voluntary. This is all done by stupid political decisions and we have this great developed country and nobody can use it because of stupidity. Folks, we have so much more to share with you. Don't go away. We're going to talk about trends across the United States with COVID and what you can do to prep for that. Don't go away. More of Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher is coming right up. Hear all our previous shows free online at prepping2-0.com. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. Looking to meet other like-minded people in your area? Looking to start your own prepper group? Already have a group? Join PrepperNet.com. PrepperNet has gathered the biggest names in the industry to help unite preppers everywhere. Join John Jacob Schmidt, Scott Hunt, Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy, Glenn Tate, Shelby Gallagher, Charlie Hogwood, Samuel Culper, Survivor Jane, Rick Austin, Franklin Horton, Ryan Mitchell, and Brian Duff. Our team is united. Check us out at PrepperNet.com. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. PrepperNet.com. Prepping 2.0 is about that next level of prepping. One of the key 2.0 items to have is bulletproof body armor plates. I used to think body armor was too tactical for a regular guy like me, but it isn't. 
Give yourself, your family, and your team an unfair advantage when bullets are flying. Body armor used to be expensive and hard to get. Not anymore. KD Armor, and that stands for come and take it, makes solid and affordable body armor for normal people. Get body armor while you can. The clowns in Congress are trying to prohibit future sales. KD Armor is the place to get it. C-A-T-I-Armor.com. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount when you use the coupon code GRANT. When the grid goes down, darkness will descend fast. Used to be there was nothing you could do about an EMP, electromagnetic pulse, or CME, coronal mass ejection. Now you can protect your electronics, protect your family, thanks to EMP Shield. EMP Shield invented a simple to install device that prevents whatever's connected to it from frying in an EMP or CME, and it costs just a few hundred dollars. EMP Shield has been tested by independent laboratories and passed muster with the government, which has ordered lots of them. Google EMP Shield and see for yourself. And save some money. Get a $50 discount per device. Go to prepping2-o.com. Click on the Friends and Affiliates page, then click on the EMP Shield logo. At checkout, use coupon code PREPPING2.0. It's all one word. Abe Lincoln here. In 1773, patriots broke the chains of British tyranny by throwing tea into Boston Harbor. On that day, Americans began drinking coffee. We celebrate that event daily here at Minutemen Coffee. All men are created equal. <laughs> coffee is not. Minutemen Coffee is roasted to perfection in small batches. Bold, smooth, and never bitter. Shipped to you fresh daily. Whole bean, ground, or our patented pods. www.minutemencoffee.com Shelby Gallagher here. We found that you need to layer your food preps. Yeah, this is Glenn Tate here. A lot of times the hardest part of layering is the long-term foods. We love Numana foods, which have a 25-year shelf life and are non-GMO. Also, organic meals are available. Numana comes in family-style portions and in bulk. This is not backpacking food. It's family meals that last for at least 25 years. The perfect freeze-dried part of your food layering. You can get a sample of Numana meals for $19.95 and see for yourself. You will be amazed. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount by entering the code PREP. Go to Numana.com or click the link on the Prepping 2.0 website. Give it a try. Numana.com. That is N-U-M-A-N-N-A.com. Now, more of Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Welcome back, everyone. Shelby Gallagher here. So, I've talked Glenn off the ceiling, because he, he just had peace. He's still mad. He is still mad. So, and so am I, by the way. We ended up having to drive down the road, find a gas I station. like five hours later. Yeah. And that's not awful. good for anybody. No, it's not good for anybody, let alone someone who's recovering from cancer. So, here's the other thing that happens on these trips. I get to get caught up on my favorite podcasts, and I get caught up kind of on news. And I make a point to do that from what Glenn said earlier, because... I write about this in my weekly um, contribution to Victory Girls blog. And so I get caught up. Here's what I'm just going to give a just say a, a fact that I that I no longer doubt. This was a pandemic. It was a scandemic. Uh, the CDC is monkeying with numbers now and <laughs> doctoring numbers. Had they used the numbers that they use now and the metrics they are using now, at the beginning of the pandemic, this wouldn't be a pandemic. It would have been a bad flu season. We have been gaslit. Hoodwinked. Hoodwinked. Schnookered. And as a result, our country is now limping. So what I want to talk... And you were limping with the whole bladder thing, too. Oh, my gosh. That was was not fun. So one of the things that we've all noticed, and I wanted to kind of boil it down as much as I can, as we're we're watching things unfold, you're noticing states ganging up. You're noticing particularly red states ganging up and making certain decisions. You're noticing blue states ganging up and making certain decisions. The divide. The divide. Somebody should write a book. Mm. When I wrote my books, A Great State. The Divide. The first in the series is called The Divide. And the splitting issue was sanctuary states. It was sanctuary states versus... Immigration sanctuary. We're going to talk about a second kind of sanctuary in a moment. Sanctuary immigration status versus great states, which were in my books, red states. So, But now what I'm seeing happening is that there's a multitude of topics that are splitting states. What I'm also seeing, and we'll draw this out more, is you're seeing a handful, I'm going to say anywhere from 10... 
I'm sorry, eight to 11 states, the attorney generals in those states are ganging up together and filing lawsuits and promoting legislation on very key topics. And these are key topics that are important to all of us as conservatives, but it's also important to all of us as parents, as consumers, as people who want to live, as people who want to be in a free country, and as preppers. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So here's the topics. I'm going to go down the list and we're going to just talk about each one. And I'm sure we're going to have to take this into the after show. One of the big ones to me and a big one that's becoming more and more is schools. And there's multiple topics with that. One, schools opening. And when I say opening, I'm not just saying a third of the time (laughs) with the rest being online and wearing masks all the time. Folks, you and I know that is not an open school. I'm talking about schools opening full time, no masks, no masks. That, so that's the first one opening, mm-hmm. no masks in public schools. Mm-hmm. And then the third one that's becoming a big deal is a uh, critical racist theory. It's not critical race. There's critical racist theory being taught in schools. You're seeing states push back on that. Another one completely different. Second Amendment sanctuary states, where these are states that are making very specific decisions to not recognize any anti-Second Amendment rights coming from the Biden administration. Mm -hmm. So there's that. Defunding the police, outlawing rioting because of riot season 2021, Mm -hmm. Uh, no uh, statewide mask mandates. Did you know over half our states right now have dropped mask mandates? Did you know that? I did because I'm married to you and you wrote about it in Victory Girls blog, but a lot of people probably don't, especially on the left coast or a blue state, you're thinking, Oh, it's normal. And I should add just one little color commentary thing. When we're in Montana and we're stopped at St. Regis, you can always tell the people that are passing through that are from Washington or Oregon or California or going somewhere else because there are these people and they look odd. They walk into the place with masks on. Even though nobody else has masks. And their kids masks. and their dogs. Yeah. All. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. And we walk in and we have flipped ours off and it's sitting oh, in a yeah. mud puddle in the parking lot. So anyway, um, closing churches, mm-hmm. immigration sanctuary status. That's And that's what we were kind of talking about. And then vaccine passports. That um, is, I predict, and we'll talk about that, that that is going to become more and more of an issue. So let's talk about schools opening really quick. So. And I just talked about the example here in Washington state. I looked at educationweek.com because they have all of this on a little silly map that's really cute. Uh, yeah, this all of these states are open. And, and surprisingly enough, Washington state is listed as open. And I'm like, <laughs> that that ain't, ain't true. true. That ain't true. Why? My high, my high schooler's not in school. Um what it is, is he is in school is open one third of the time. The rest is online and grade school kids are prioritized. So if you are in high school trying to get your credits together for college, <laughs> you're yeah. on your own kid. Um, if you're trying to go to school on a, on a sports scholarship, good luck with that. So I encourage people, if you're thinking as you're thinking about possibly thinking about moving to another or to a red state, look that up. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that, Glenn? Absolutely. And we had a great episode. Off, uh, it was in September. It was Joel, um, mm-hmm. uh, Shelby's son, real real live person. He talked about the impact that not being able to go to school has had on him, which candidly, I had no idea was such a big deal until I listened to him. And it's a big deal. One of the reasons, and there are many, but one of the very strong reasons we personally are spending a tremendous amount of time and money and work and effort and stress to relocate is so that Joel can go to a real school. So this is a really big deal. And if your schools aren't opened, it's it's terrible for a variety of reasons. And before we go on to our next topic, I wanted to mention a couple awesome sponsors of ours. One would be Numana Foods, N-U-M-A-N-N Foods. They make freeze-dried foods in bulk. We're big fans of it. There's a picture on my Facebook page of us packing up. We got our our Dodge Ram with all the stuff. 1998 Dodge Ram, in case anybody thinks we're like made of money. No. Um, This thing bores when you you turn (laughs) And so in the back, we've got our new Mana Foods. So anyway, newmana.com. Use the coupon code PREP. Get 10% off. Backwoods Home Magazine. We love it. You've heard of all the reasons we love it. Coupon code is the digit 6, O-F-F, 6 off. Get $6 off. Minutemen Coffee. Absolutely love it. We oh have our gosh. own our own blend of coffee. Yeah, I'm kind of bragging a little bit. Cheers, Glenn. It's the I Miss America 
blend of coffee. And if you use that phrase, I miss America, you can get 15% off Minute Men, plural, coffee. We have EMP Shield. They make a fantastic product that shields whatever it is you wire it into, whether it's a generator or a house or a car or whatever it may be. Uh, to withstand the surge of, of electrical energy from an EMP or coronal mass ejection, EMPShield.com, coupon code to get $50 off each device, kind of a big deal, is Prepping 2.0. And a final sponsor yes. is Lizzie McDaniel, who is tearing it up in Tennessee. She is one of our red state uh, realtor.com realtors, and she is killing it in Tennessee. A ton of people are moving to Tennessee. Lizzie's one of us. We had a great VBS with her. Uh, so if you're a Patreon at the $5 and above level, you can go and watch the VBS and hear from her about how she helps folks relocate. That is the end of our sponsor list. So now Shelby can go back to what she was talking about. Well, and I want to add just a couple more fine points to the ideas of kids going back to school. This isn't, folks, this isn't just our kids going back to school and getting through school. Um, I posted today, today is May 22nd of, of 2021. Great town hall article. I'm just gonna give you the um, headlines, but I encourage you to go look it up. I've posted on social media. Another reason kids need to go back to school, the, econo- the economic cost for them not to, not to is in the trillions. And it mm-hmm. what it is an economist and uh, um has done some long-term, like their the ability for them to earn a, limit, a living. The GDP in 2050 is highly impacted because the workforce that we're creating now or debilitating now in our school system is that affected. It's not a workforce. It's a sit in your room and play on the computer yes. force. And that is a huge problem. These kids are not getting experience. They're not getting money. Opportunities. Their opportunity costs, which is an economics term for what we're talking about. The huge impact. See, it's not just a little thing like kids aren't getting socialized. Everything has huge impacts. And how do we know this? I don't know. A nearly empty parking lot in a mall that is yep. in a very uh, affluent part of Washington state. That's how we know these things. The other one that is big on this, and I encourage you to just go look it up because it's one of those changing things, critical race theory yeah. being taught in schools, multiple states. I'm just going to put it out there. I encourage you to, to you know, go search for it if, as you're considering moving and prepping this way. And, or if you can't move, how are you going to have a response to it? Uh, critical race theory is basically teaching white people to hate themselves and feel bad for our history in this country. Folks, I'm going to say this right now. The, there, our history is messy. Every civilization. All, messy. all histories are messy. There's good, there's bad, there's ugly. What? And when somebody starts talking to me about reparations and feeling guilty for my history, I don't. You know why? Because that guilt was assuaged and taken care of by the hundreds of thousands of white American men and women who died fighting the Civil War to free the slaves in the United States. That's our reparations, is the blood that they shed. So that's... I, I told that to my son, Joel, and many of you know, Joel is African-American, and he's like, right on, Mom. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so I I encourage you to look this up. And there's been some really cool and um, inspiring school board meetings mm-hmm. where kids have come forward, where parents have come forward and spoken up and pressed hard on school boards. So I encourage you to look into that, your local school board, um, and see what's being taught. Look into it. Look at what your kids are bringing home. Um, The other one is Second Amendment Sanctuary States. And I encourage you to go back to a show that we did in January of 2020. Hmm. Was it? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it it? was. Holy crow. That was a long time ago. That was Mm -hmm. pre-pandemic that we did with a great patriot in uh, Virginia because Virginia was was going a little bonkers with their governor putting in some pretty strict, incredibly strict Second Amendment, anti-Second Amendment laws. And we talked about how quickly that state went from red to blue. And how many states, and not just states, and this is where it gets tricky, states, counties, and communities came out and became Second Amendment sanctuary states. What does that mean, Glenn? That means that the state or, well, there's a law that the state or a local county passes that says we, the state or a local county, will not, and that is, it would be illegal to have state or local resources used to assist the federal government in enforcing 
any new Second Amendment restrictions. So what that means is pretty profound. It's not mm-hmm. just not just a little thing. What people need to understand is how federal law enforcement works as a practical matter. There's often a handful of federal agents and then several handfuls of local uh, law enforcement that support that task force and go out and actually do stuff, go actually do the search warrants, do, uh, do all the work. Um, I won't bore you with the details, but let me put it this way. The federal government in almost every situation absolutely cannot enforce federal laws without local assistance. So when the local governments and the state governments say, we're not going to help you as a practical matter, you're going to have little to no federal enforcement of gun laws in that area. This is huge. This is is not some little symbolic thing. Shelby and I will be the first to say, yeah, it's a little symbolic. This is not symbolic. And here's what I love about this. You want to talk about a divide? Here's a fact. Here's a water cooler fact for everybody to share. Almost exactly 50% of the counties in the United States are Second Amendment sanctuary counties. They are either in a state that is a sanctuary state like Montana, yay, or their county has said in varying ways, and we ain't enforcing it. Now, when half the country is officially legally on record as saying we're not going to enforce gun laws, there is a divide in this country, yep. and it is impossible to deny it. And anybody that tries to, you throw that figure back. And I think it's a little bit telling that it's a 50-50 split. How are you going to enforce those gun laws, federal government? How are you going to do it? You're going to do it on your own, and your handful of agents are going to go on one or two raids, and then they won't uh, be going out on any more. I'll just leave it at that. Well, and what's interesting about that is uh, I want to add this to Go and uh, DuckDuckGo, don't Google, DuckDuckGo, and look on images and find out where these counties and where these states are. Uh, what's interesting, California, of course, is not, but the but the uh, county that borders Oregon is. Mm-hmm. So you see the encroachment there. The flip side or the other thing to add to that, there's many states right now that are passing constitutional carry laws, Mm -hmm. that they are recognizing the Second Amendment as written, no infringing. So there's kind of a kind there's a kind of a wave. And again, you're going to find this handful of states in particular where the attorneys generals are just flamethrown of freedom and ganging up. And you'll hear states like, of course, Texas. Oklahoma, Missouri, Montana, Idaho, the Dakotas. These are states that anytime Arkansas, you, Arkansas, Oklahoma. You guys, going. you guys know who you the know, red states are. It's yeah. about half of them, about and, twenty-four states. And there, there it is. And there tends to be about, like I said earlier, eight to eleven that tend to be the leader among them. And and it's not just red states that are kind of purplish and sip. I don't want to, you know, they don't want to rock the boat. No, they're they're stepping in front of the issue before it comes down from the feds. They're not only. Not rocking the boat. They're they're winding up and throwing rocks. Yep. They are going on offense, uh, which is a sign of a divide. In, I mean, yes. by the way, spend a couple hours, get up to speed on how Yugoslavia fell apart, and tell me that there aren't complete overlaps and similarities between the two. But this isn't the Yugoslavia show. This is the divide show. Absolutely. So great article that I found from Insider Magazine. You can, again, just do a search engine on this title. Gun rights advocates are pushing to create Second Amendment sanctuaries in a bid to flout federal gun laws. So currently, as we sit, we're looking at the map right now. 50% of counties are already sanctuary. They're looking to push more. I go, 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 gun advocates, go. And if you're a part of that community, keep doing it. You're pressing on the gas really well. So the other one that's come out, of, of course, as we go into riot season 2021, 20, uh, two things, defunding the police. We had a great show last week with Brady White on. Yeah, we just went through defunding the police in 2020. And what did you think was going to happen? And he went through a myriad of stats from cities, uh, Murders are up. Gun violence is up. Uh, police officers are leaving in droves. Uh, response time is bad. Uh, just morale is gone. I mean, everything. What did you expect would happen? That's like, I don't know. Uh, but the other one that's coming out, and this is one that I, I see um, there being kind of the, the avalanche effects. Florida just came out with outlawing rioting and legalizing self-defense during riots. Because we've seen the writing coming out of Portland and Seattle where, one, these rioters are allowed to just go for days and days and days, and two, assault people with impunity 
and uh, caused great damage and great harm and great injury and was imputed. Well, they tried to do that in Florida and Governor DeSantis said, uh, no, uh, no, no, no. Passed legislation. Nope, nope, nope. And it was so funny. If you watch the uh, the press conference, his his uh, what his head law enforcement officer holds up two pictures. This is a riot. It's a burning, burning of fire, f- violence out of Portland. There's a view of Seattle on any given Tuesday. Exactly. And then he, this is not, and it was basically patriots, you know, holding up flags and signs. Oh, it was lefties holding up signs. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, First Amendment, that's cool. Nobody's burning yeah. anything. That's not a riot. I, he's the first one that's passed it. There's more states that are bringing that sort of legislation. Why does that matter? Why? Because I want my leadership in the state that I live in to not put up with that crap, basically. I don't want, I've already lived in a city where that was put up with and it was scary enough before riot season 2020. I don't want to live in that now. And it's not, I want to live in a place where the leadership one recognizes my second amendment rights and my other rights as well and protects me. That's one of the fundamental jobs of <laughs> government. That's yeah. So what, do you have any thoughts on that though? Um, back to defunding the police yeah. for just a moment. Yes, We're please. actually seeing a bit of a, a counter move on that. Um, it would be up funding the police, and it's a minor thing, but the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, rock star that he is, is actually sending a $1,000 bonus to all law enforcement officers and saying, hey, we need you. And as far as, I'm not going to say up funding the police, but undefunding the police right. <laughs> is... Minneapolis, who realized that defunding the police was maybe a terrible idea, and now they're canceling some of the defunding and trying to recruit police officers who, unless they are mentally ill, have already left the police force and they're not going to get any more. So we're seeing a backlash and we're seeing an understanding and appreciation that the police actually need to be funded or at a bare minimum should not be defunded. And I find that very interesting. It was like this crazy liberal socialist idea in the summer of 2020 and then like the hangover hit and the adults got in the room and said uh no we're not doing that dumb stuff well and just the one thing that you can't refund is morale Mm -hmm. you cannot and i just heard it in brady's voice last week when you have someone that won't when you're under leadership that won't let you do your job you're being called in to do major overtime you're being called in to basically stand there and just take it that's not what you signed up for as police officer. And then you start taking their their ability to have um, legal protection away. That's insane. So the next thing I wanted to talk about, and I wrote an article about this in Victor Girl's blog dated April 13th called Masks Are Coming Off. It, t- it talks about statewide masks mandate. At the time I wrote that article three weeks ago, <laughs> 22, 24 states had lifted mask mandates. Um, that number's increased. There's a great link in that article, and I want to, if you're interested and want to do kind of a deep dive on that, AARP, not the bastion of, you know, values <laughs> of, of conservative prepping values, has a great website that they keep pretty updated on state mandates, what states have kept mandates up and, and what have taken them down. Over half now have dropped mask mandates. Again, that's a hard thing to tell if your only news is coming <laughs> out of New York. Yeah. Or a mask mandate, that, and you see all the Karens yelling at you for not wearing a mask. By the way, it is hilarious. Let me just step back. More anecdotal stuff here. It is hilarious being in a red state, in a non-mask mandate state, and watching somebody from a blue state come in and try <laughs> to guilt people to put a mask on. It is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, you get a lot of, do you know where you're at? You know that that's not a law here. You know that you're being rude. People are friendly, but they they will speak back. They won't yell and get all mad. But it's like, nope, we don't have to do that here. Are you vaccinated? None of your business. So it's really refreshing. It's really refreshing. So I encourage people to go look at that and then look at a couple of things on that. One, there are states that are, I'm talking about doing permanent masks, Oregon being one of them. New Mexico is still kind of sitting on the fence with that one. Golly. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Permanent mask. Uh, we all saw the footage that came out of war. It made national news. This poor uh, high school student running track, trying to uh, 
beat running outdoors running outdoors far away from far people away from this people. was not she, in a little like gym or something she is trying to beat a record and she did which is crazy and completely because she was completely void of oxygen according to her coach face planted across the finish line no hands up because she was passed out standing uh face planted concussion the whole and that's happened a couple times since then folks that's not what i want for my kids that's not what I want for how I live. We have Dr. Fauci out there, you know, wishy-washy going back and forth on masks. What I appreciate is that we have states that are now over half saying, we're done trying to figure decipher what this CDC is saying. No mask mandates. And we have governors saying no municipality within our state is allowed to pass mask mandates. So right now you you have right now Governor DeSantis. Here he is again fighting with Gaines, Gainesville over this. Governor DeSantis is also telling the the shipping industry, the the cruise industry, to pound sand. He's not going to make people have vaccine passports, even though the ship the cruise industry wants it. So I appreciate that kind of leadership that protects my rights. So again, something to consider. Did a little deep dive there. As you look at states, if you're considering moving or if you live within them, what are your thoughts on? Any thoughts on there? Yeah, mask mandates, I think, is going to be a bridge too far, even for the lefties. They're going to try it. There are all kinds of practical difficulties with it. I'll say this when it comes to all the the masked people. And then when you spend a few days in Montana and then you come back to Washington and you see it. It's jarring. It's jarring. It it is jarring. This is entirely anecdotal. I do not think what I'm about to say has any scientific merit. However, it seems to me, my perception is... That when I came back to Washington and I saw people with masks, a fair number of people with masks were kind of like hunched over and looking down like they had been beaten or mm-hmm. something. Yes. I mean, like a dog that's been beaten for barking, you know, just gives that kind of hunched, cowering, my life is no good kind of thing. Um, it just seemed to me that a lot of people in Washington were just, oh, I'm so sickly. Everything's sickly. Disease is everywhere. Oh, God. They it's were a all mindset. They it's were a mindset. Eeyores. Yeah. And, and that is sad. So, but anyway, the passports, that is going to be a huge problem because that only works within a state, you know. But when you start having, because we are a, at least for a while, 50 states, we, you know, connected commercially and with travel and all of that other stuff. The, the Washington's not going to be able to pull it off because Washington's not going to set up. And as jaded as I am, this isn't going to happen. Washington is not going to set up roadblocks on the freeways entering Washington state, put a gun up to people's head and say, oh, you want to come to our state? Let's see your mask or your vaccine records. It's not going to happen. So they can't do it. So that's why I think it's a bridge too far. The fact that they even talk about it and want to do it shows the incredible divide. So, folks, we are going to take this into the after show. Think about these things as you prep and how you can respond to them. Just like Benjamin Franklin says, folks, failing to prepare is preparing to fail. Have a great week. You've been listening to Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. All the information you've heard today, including all our previous shows, is online at prepping2-0.com. Find out more about Glenn's books at 299days.com and Shelby's books at agreatstate.com. Until next time, be smart, be safe, and be prepared.